giving yourself the opportunity to take a breath and let yourself be wherever you are, you will find that everything is so much less complicated than it might feel. And so it's a true present time thing where the minute we just give ourselves enough room to sit down, take a breath and look in versus looking out. I just know from personal experience, we can find every awesome answer that we've been looking for. And you will know the next steps that you are the teacher. You are the student. We are all those things. And together we do serve each other for our greatest good. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 550. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. I am so excited to introduce you today to Erica Ormsby from ericainspired.com. And we have just had so much fun on our pre-chat that I know we're going to have a blast here. So don't go anywhere. But before we jump in, and I really give Erica like the do introduction. I don't think that came out right. I'm not so eloquent today. I told you this is my third cup of coffee. But I have to say that I'm so excited because this is episode 550. And of all coincidences, it is releasing on my 40th birthday. I am not asking for presents. I don't need presents. I have enough kids and an awesome husband. I don't need anything more. And do not send cats. Whatever you do, I do not need more cats. But what I would love is if you love this episode, or even if you just, you know, a little bit like it, share it on social media. Let's expand the word of positive productivity and help the entrepreneurs who are ready to get out of broke and broken mode. Wow, I think that's one of the best introductions I've ever done, like for myself. But Erica, I am so thrilled that you are here today. I don't know why my voice is sounding so choppy, but I would love if you would introduce yourself even better because I know what a bit of your entrepreneurial journey looks like, but I want the listeners to hear it from your mouth. Kim, you are so fun. I absolutely love you and I love your voice. (laughs) This is great to be here. Thank you for having me on. Let's see my journey. You have me blushing, by the way. Like I'm... (laughs) Well, it's good because it's you're feeling 40 and fabulous. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is my theme for the year. 40 and fabulous. Oh, yes. Amen. We embrace that fully. Let's see. Well, my my journey in short, let's see, I've been an entrepreneur for the last maybe 19 years. And I joke about it that I was I've been successfully an entrepreneur for the last 10. <laughs> you know how there, there's a fierce learning curve. Oh, yeah. I have recently written an international bestselling book. And that happened this last year. And I just came off of a book tour with that. And that's the title is I am happy, healthy, free. And I bring that up because that's really been a focus of mine. One of the big transitional points was I had, I joked that I climbed the wrong mountain and it's, I feel like everything I do or we all do serves us ultimately, but I had done this whole thing where I, you know, I had these big goals and big ambitions and still do, but I created this multi seven figure company. I was so, I just felt like that would bring me so much joy, so much everything, the answer to everything. I got to the top of that and went, 
oh my gosh, I completely feel miserable still. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm frustrated. And that freaked me out more than anything. I just, you know, and I think it's Tony Robbins that says something about what the, the ultimate failure is fulfillment or is success without fulfillment. Mm. So I had that transition hit, woke me up and I've been on a journey since. What would you call the name of that mountain? The mountain of external achievement. (laughs) I climbed that same mountain just in a different mountain range. And yeah, it, it was a beast. Yes. And I'll tell you, my vision board when I climbed that mountain was completely different from the vision board I have now. Like it was full of all these material possessions that I wanted to have. And I wasn't thinking about how I wanted to feel when I got to the top. That's perfectly said. Yes, I, yes. I, that resonates. And that, that's exactly what I experienced as well. And I don't know about you, but it, that was extremely eye-opening for me. You know, it's, I, I just never would have thought prior to that, I, would, I just thought if I can hit these goals, these financial goals or these professional career goals, it will just set it up. It'll set it all up. And I was so taken back by my level of, you know, exhaustion and anxiety and depression with those things, you know, with achieving those things. I, it was so confusing <laughs> yes. to say the least. So how long like, did that mountain minute. climb take you? That took, well, that specific company, I've opened several, but that specific one took four and a half years. Okay. So I was, you know, it was a from scratch and, I mean, and I was just fried when it, you know, when I got there, I went, oh my gosh. And I mean, I made a very big decision at that point. I, it took me about a year to make the decision, but I made a decision to sell that company and moving forward, I was going to make decisions that only aligned with something that created a full health, happiness, joy with my professional life, my family life, my, you know, just that everything needed to work, not just my career. Oh my gosh. That's been a path. And this is (laughs) what you talk about in your book, because I could have so used this book two years ago, because that, that's when I hit the top of my Mount Doom. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Let's yeah, we can call it Mount Doom. (laughs) Mount Doom and confusion. Uh It's like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, actually, yes, I do talk about it. And more so in the book is talking about the paradigm shift from because a lot, you know, I'm, I'm as much a scientist as I am an artist, Mm. meaning, you know, as I look at all the internal and abstract and unseen, but I, I heavily value our practical application and our strategic steps in our life, you know, so I I like those worlds to to come together. I don't want to be one or the other. And uh, so the book is kind of helping those of us that are, you know, that we're ambitious, and we have these goals, and we're trying to make it all happen. It's helping us. How do we stay aligned with our internal navigation system? What does that look like practically? And how does that play out in our life? So it's, it's kind of that paradigm shift, a walkthrough on that which definitely is relevant to changing, to switching mountains, like deciding, consciously deciding which mountain to climb. (laughs) Yes, it is. Listeners, if this is your first episode, I first off want to say, I don't mean to be rude by Erica and not having read her, her book first. So Erica, I'm sorry. But I did just recently, listeners, cut back from seven days a week to two days a week of podcast episode releases, which has been amazing because now I can actually read books because I have time. 
I'm not always recording podcast episodes. But the biggest thing that it actually helped me realize when I made that cutback was that I was still focusing, even though this is what I encountered at the top of Mount Doom, was that I was pursuing income and not impact. And I wasn't following my purpose because I didn't know what my purpose was. Did you find that at all at the top of yours? Absolutely. I feel like you just said it so concisely. I love that you said following income versus impact. That's a a great way to say that. And I was all about quantity over quality. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am going to get so many downloads if I have seven days a week. And what I did, even though I started to learn this lesson of impact and income, like, and that's been a a shift for me too, realizing that it doesn't need to be one or the other. It can be both and it can be amazing. Is that I was still thinking that quantity over quality and my podcast was taking a hit for it because ever since, I mean, the the steep climb up the mountain was really tough. It's still a steep climb down the mountain. I'd love to know your thoughts. But this climb, I don't even want to say I'm going up a mountain anymore. I'm going on a gentle climb up a hill and I'm loving every second of it and I don't know if I'll reach the top but I'm certainly enjoying the journey and I'm picking up flowers on the way I love it I love it that's said so well I yes that definitely resonates I feel like what really helps like what creates that for us it's like we're all you know I love that your your podcast is called you know positive productivity because we're all productive in our own right, you know, and I feel like we're all showing up every day, even if for, and I say this broadly, but even laying on the couch, staring at the ceiling is, that is, that's, you know, something, you know, it's like none of, we're all here existing and doing things. And so every day that we're showing up in our life, you know, we are doing things. And so the work that we do, the stuff we invest our time in, invest our energy in, that is creates our life, you know, and our life experience, when we decide the things that we're going to do are the things that are are truly uh, authentically a reflection of what we value most and what we truly desire, the work stops becoming work. And so, like, you you know, people would say, let's enjoy the journey. And like you just said, you're enjoying the journey. I wanted to enjoy the journey, not just the 10 seconds of this achievement and the two hours of that achievement and the one week of this achievement. I wanted my life to feel fulfilling. And so I'm with you where the transition was, it's like, what would it take for us to be able to align our life with the things that we truly find, you know, that we, that we believe ourselves are truly impactful and not asking, looking out and saying, can you please tell me what I should be doing with my life and how I should be doing it? And we can end up accidentally living somebody else's life, you know? I read that this, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, that nurse who did so kind of a, in a way, a case study, but how she interviewed all of these people at the end of their lifespan as they were on their deathbed. And she was asking them all these questions and sharing and, you know, listening to their stories. But one of the things that she found was the number one regret people had, the number one out of all of the people she interviewed and spoke with, their number one regret was that they wish they would have lived the life that they truly desired, not the life that others felt they should. Mm. And so, you know, that really spoke to me. And it was like, you know, what, what would it take for us to just start aligning everything? And and I, and we're just so much more productive when we are aligned. You know, I love that you cut it down to two, you know, quality over quantity. It's like, it's just deeply resonates with us, you know, 
We Absolutely. can connect. <laughs> we have time to engage in our the moments of our life and, and not be living just in the future, you know, worrying about all the things we have to do tomorrow and being depressed about all the things that happened in the past. It's like it brings an opportunity for a present moment experience, which is which is where our reality exists in our life. That's where we can create change. And so suddenly we're able to make all the shifts and we have so much more time to do and create and be all the things that we've imagined that were maybe possible and pull our dreams into, you know, into our reality, which I think that's what we're all gunning for. <laughs> it <laughs> like, is. Let's pull it out of our head and out of our heart and into our life. And let's make that be the thing we show up in every day and not just do something that sucks and think about what we wish we had. I was so worried about what everybody else would think that I think I was giving myself self-induced analysis paralysis. I just wasn't doing anything. My husband totally. and I went on a date a couple of weeks ago to a nicer side of the of Dayton. I mean, in our town, people drive pickup trucks, Fords and Chevys. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with pickup trucks, Fords, Chevys, whatever. <laughs> I personally, yeah. my vehicle is a 1996 GMC conversion van. It is not pretty, but it does its work and I'm blessed to have it. Okay. It's perfect. It, yep. It, it suits all the kids. <laughs> So we're driving down the road. We went to this fondue restaurant called The Melting Pot. And I love that restaurant. Oh, my P.S. We're going to take our belated honeymoon <laughs> in a couple months. And my husband actually decided we're just going to stay at a local hotel. And he wants to book reservations for The Melting Pot every night for dinner. I That's love what it. he wants to do. But we're driving down the road. And I was like, Lexus, Audi, Mercedes, BMW start at the beginning again. I'm like, you know, we're going to get left out of this town. But so we were just laughing about it. We're like, we so, so do not fit in. We are probably eyesore. So let's have some fun with it. <laughs> we weren't obnoxious by any means. But we're like, okay, you know, their cars are 22 years older than us or older than ours. And we're having, you know, we're making the most a wonderful out of it. experience. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, it's true. I think, and you're nailing such a great point for so many of us getting in that, you know, there's something to be said about when, cause I relate, I used to, I mean, I was looking out, 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 everything was out. It was my measuring stick. The thing for how I was doing was to compare myself to others. You know, that's, that was not, and, and half of it was because I didn't know another way, you know, it just made, it just seemed to make sense. That seemed to be the norm in the culture was, you know, if you want to know how you're doing, look at how other people are doing and then gauge against that. And so it was this constant, you know, is that what I'm doing enough, you know, and, and it's this looking out. And the truth is, is when we look out, like when I was looking out, nothing we ever no matter how high we reach or no matter what we're achieving, we're always going to find something else when we're looking out. And it's the, the only, and it keeps us on this, this like, you know, I felt like I was, I don't know about you, but I, I felt like I was on this, this rat race, this hamster wheel where I was just running and running. I created an acronym in the book that was like the rat race was reaching anxiously towards achieving something outside of ourselves. And it yes, was just, amazing. I mean, I couldn't get off. There was no peace. <laughs> I was, it was never enough. Nothing was ever enough. You know, I wasn't enough. I didn't feel like I was enough. Nothing I had felt like enough. You know, that was the big thing that we probably both experienced at the top of the, I love how you've deemed the mountain of doom is I have more material than I've ever had. I have more money than I've ever had. I have, you know, more, 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 more than I've ever had. And I 
feel completely powerless. I feel less. It's not enough. And that that's what scared me. It was like, what mountain do I have to climb to make myself feel like I'm enough? What mountain do I have to achieve to be at peace in my present life? I am missing my life because I am looking so far up, out ahead and everywhere else that I've lost sight of what my personal engagement is with other human beings, you know? And so I'm with you. It's like, there's something wonderful. You can have your car and you just suddenly it's like, if you know, have whatever car, regardless of brand, if you love it and that's what you're, and that's what we're, our measuring stick for how we're doing is internal. Suddenly think everything's enough. That's the abundance mindset that, you know, we both share. It's like, you know, when it's coming from the inside, it's a well, it's a, a well of, you know, of abundance. There's always enough. There's enough inside. There's enough in all people. Um, we're never lacking. We stop chasing. Things are satisfying. We can take a breath. We can decide consciously what we want to create. We're not running. It's just a great feeling. <laughs> oh, I love that. My 13 and 16 year old sons are picking on me with my gray hairs. And I'm like, no, they're not gray. They're platinum. And don't make fun of them because I earned every single one of them. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they're platinum babies. So just platinum. leave me alone. You know, they're platinum worth <laughs> Those took a lot of hard work and stress and they're staying. So no, I am not going just personally. I have better things to do than go to the hair salon. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't please know that everybody, but I just would rather be creating somewhere where I don't have to worry about, you know, water getting into my laptop or something, because I'm not so good with a smartphone. (laughs) I don't think I've ever admitted that on my show before. No, I have fat thumbs and I don't like typing. I call it I'm tech challenged. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm not tech challenged. I just don't like I just don't like my phone. But in full disclosure, I mean, my phone is as old as my van. Well, not really. (laughs) I have have a 5S. It's just, you know, I don't need to upgrade my phone until my kids can figure out how to stop dropping it in the toilet. So I will deal with that until they're a little bit older. And no, my phone has not actually been dropped in the toilet, but there have been countless cups of milk spilt on it. But anyway, yeah, I earned all these platinum hairs. But when I was at the top of Mount Doom, like there was... There was a mentor at the time. I still think that she does amazing work, but I actually had to stop following her. Like I unfollowed her across all social media because I found myself comparing myself to her so often. Mm. But I said to my husband, I said, I think I just need to cut my my hair off and dye it turquoise. I said, then maybe I'll get the exposure and visibility that I'm looking for. But it wasn't about her having cut her hair off and dyed it blue that was getting it for her. But she wasn't worried about what everybody else was doing. She was staying in alignment with herself. And that's what made all the difference. I love that. Yeah. Isn't that just a liberating moment for for each of us? It's a critical, a critical awakening in each one of our experiences that brings us from a place of just angst and frustration to giving us a new opportunity to to actually live, <laughs> yes, you know, live, we're living it's, and you're right. There's something crazy about, you know, I, like, I love how you are so just yourself and so organic and, and you just speak from your heart and your wisdom, you know, and it, there's something about that, that just, it resonates with all of us, you know, and it's like a real conversation and a real experience. And that's what we desire at our core. And so 
that's what you're right. It's, it gives, that's what grows it all. It's anything manufactured just has such a, um, it's an inch deep, you know, and it's hard to get involved. You know, it's hard to, to, we're not drawn to that. We're drawn to real, you know, because we're all, we all have real lives and we're doing real things with, uh, real hearts and real ups and real downs, <laughs> you yes. know, that so we're looking for real people to do that thing called life with. And so, you know, you're one of those. So it's great. Thank you. I would love to know how goal setting plays a part in this changed mindset in your business. Like, are you, do you have steadfast, is steadfast the right word? Like concrete goal dates for, you know, things that you want to accomplish? Or do you let things happen when they happen or a mix of both? A mix of both. I like how you identified both sides of that. It's what I, so I love to write down and write down things that I'd like to see happen, you know, and, and I like to get specific about it. You know, I like, I, it's fun for me to write a date. It's fun for me to write, you know, specific things that I'd like to achieve or to experience. And so I do that, but the other side of it is then I'm aware that like, because what's shifted so big is that I haven't stopped goal setting, but what's changed probably the most is that I'm very conscious about living in present time. And I used to hear, you know, be in present time and think, ah, that's really esoteric. I'm not really sure what that means. You know, <laughs> like I am, I'm here. What are you saying to me? But it was a real actual shift that happened where I just truly believe that the best right thing is always going to unfold ultimately for me. And it's a, it's a true, it's like a, something I have deeply adopted. I believe that, that the best right thing is always like life is happening for me. It's not happening to me. And so I live very much in the present moment. So I'm very conscious about when I'm talking to somebody, I'm engaged in that present moment. Like what I'm doing right now is all that I'm doing right now. I'm not, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say next. I'm not rehashing a moment before. It's just, I really value present time as the place where it's like, I call it like a point of power. It's where my life is actually happening. And I desire to be here with you and, you know, and with, in whatever moment I'm in, I feel like that's the big shift. That's the difference between me living only for the achievement of my goals versus enjoying the journey as I go through life along the way. And on that note, though, you know, we were talking about what, you know, this idea of, you know, what would it take to, you know, the navigation of, you know, being positive when we're feeling kind of negative, because I feel like that comes up a lot when we're talking with people about, you know, this idea of present time. It's like, okay, well, I hear what you're saying. I like where you're going with that. But I've got a lot of stuff going on. And I got a lot of you know, real, real stuff coming up and it just doesn't feel very positive or, or good. And I want to be positive, but I have a lot of crap happening in my life or a lot of stuff that's seriously stressing me out. So how, how do I do this? <laughs> you know? And so I know you wanted us to talk a little bit about that. And so, but that's, that's what I feel like that really was coming up for me, the whole, you know, present moment idea of like, how do we live in the present and actually enjoy our experience with all the stuff that comes up in life, you know, oh, including setting that. goals, <laughs> yes. trying to go after them. One of the earlier guests was Dr. Linda Lairhopt, and there will be a link in the show notes, listeners. And 
she talks about mindfulness and I had really never been introduced to mindfulness in such a deep capacity before reading her book and her coming on the podcast. And one of Mm. the things that she talked about was just standing in the shower and actually enjoying the shower because, and the next day I went into the shower and I actually did what she said. If you heard that bang, I think cats are toppling over stuff in the next room. <laughs> um, but I stood there and I just thought about the hot water hitting me and about how delicious the shampoo smelled and the tingling of the soap on my face. And I didn't, I can't say I didn't allow because that would be too strong and I can't control my brain. My brain is going all the totally. time. Totally. But I wasn't focusing on my task list and what I needed to do on the sh- later in the day. I was actually thinking about how incredible the shower was and how grateful I was that I had hot water right then. And I was staying in the present moment, but so often it can be so, so tough. And I actually had to tell my, my husband a few months ago, I said, you need to stop shitting on yourself. And he got offended because he's, he thought I was saying a cuss word. I was like, no, I love that thing. Yes. I'm saying shutting S H O U L D I N G. And he's like, Oh, I've never heard that before. I was like, well, you should yourself all the time. And you just started <laughs> laughing. It, because, I mean, we've both had complicated lives. and sure. But if we're constantly shitting, then we're not going to be able to get ahead. And I think we can still uh, should on ourselves today because, you know, I should do this after I get off this call. You know, I, I really should. And I, I don't have time to think about that. But we do. If we just stop shutting, whether it's the past, present or future, just stop. It. I agree. Yeah, just it's true. It's almost like when we become aware of just becoming aware of the idea that that we're shooting, that there's an option outside of that is yes. almost like what what changes it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's like it doesn't have to be, you know, I just I mean, we it is actually something that just the awareness of it can shift how it's even showing up. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like a light going on, you know? Yes. I love that. I like saying that too. I'm not going to shit on myself. (laughs) I love the raised eyebrows though. I'm actually going to have to try saying that in front of my little, my little ones later today, because I know I'm going to hear, oh, mama, you said a cuss word. And I'm going to say, no, I didn't. I said should. And I put it in at the end. Have you found that you have to be careful about what you put out there? like in the universe, because what you put out, you get, or is that just me? No, absolutely. Are you, are you kidding me? Yes, sister. I feel like that's part of this whole thing that I've been experiencing differently is it's what I've put out. That was like the big realization was what I was putting out in was what was exactly what was coming back to me. And I, and I'm careful to say that too, just in one big broad sweep on that. But, but it's, yes, I agree. I feel like whatever I'm focusing on, you know, wherever my emotions are heavily locked into and whatever I'm really imagining with a lot of emotion, good, bad, up, down, whatever it is, I feel like that is absolutely what comes into my, my reality. Yes. I've been warned and this is a funny warning. It's not a bad warning, but my husband to be careful about what I say going forward. We had a wicked fight about a year and a half ago. He said, I will never do that again. And I said, no, you won't. Because next time you do that, you're giving me three kittens. We did not need any more cats. <laughs> well, he accidentally locked mama cat out of the house that day and we got five. And then I was just recently traveling and I was going through some big airport 
I think it was Chicago or here. Oh, yeah. Let me try that again. O'Hare. And I was really not looking forward to being in a middle seat on my way from O'Hare to San Diego. I mean, that's a five yeah. hour flight in the middle seat. Who wants that? Not me. No. I was, so I said, I called my husband. And I was like, sometime in the future, I'm going to be flying first class. Well, oh. I get up to the gate and they've overbooked the flight. Yes. And I'm one of two that they will give a first class ticket to San Francisco. Oh, it's so good. Well, I didn't end up getting it. I did need to go in the middle seat, but I was like, okay, I just, just next time I need to, yeah, I just need to think a little bit harder about this next time. Maybe next time I don't say sometime in the future. Maybe I say today, (laughs) starting today, I'm flying first class because, (laughs) you know, I should (laughs) have, I'm just playing with myself here. I should have just thought a little bit harder about it. No, I, I completely agree. It's, I mean, that that's a lot of what I wrote about was that I'm with you wholeheartedly where I just thought I really didn't understand my own power. I really didn't understand the, the power of a human, you know, what our role can be like in our life and, and is, you know, if we, if we embrace it. But I, I mean, I just, I really didn't, I truly didn't understand that whatever I would be focusing on or how I, what I would feel really strongly about and create whole, you know, imagine and project whole stories of like worst case scenarios. Or then in your case, you thought of something really wonderful, which is the opposite, beautiful side of that coin, you know, is, but I just thought, you know, life is happening to me and I can't control all these things that are happening. And, you know, and, and I think I should mention that, part of this, you know, cause I talk a lot about this idea of like us having power and, and I just, and being happy and healthy and free. And so I've gotten, some people have said, you know, Erica, you just, I can't just be, you know, you don't know what's happened to me. I, I can't just be happy and, you know, healthy and free. You don't know what, what I've been through, you know, and what some people don't know about me, I wrote some about it, but you know, I was a full blown alcoholic and drug addict by the time I was, uh, when I was 13 years old, by the time I turned 14, it was deep in and I almost lost my life at 17. I tried to take my own life because of how far my despair and what had happened to me. I had no idea how to get out of it. I, I didn't know how to, how to change or shift how bad I felt. And so I came out of that with like, okay, if I'm going to live, if I'm going to stay here on this earth, there has got to be another way because, you know, I'd had one traumatic, very traumatic night happened at 13. And the next day I went, you know, I went from being this kid that felt like the world had possibility and it was open and it was big and it was going to, you know, I was, had all these wonderful things to look forward to. And in one night, the next day I woke up going, this world is scary and it's dark and it's going to hurt me and I can't control it. And I need to protect myself and, you know, bad things happen. And I mean, I just, my whole focus changed. And then I wanted to numb all of that pain and all of the emotion. And so I went in this whole spiral. And what it ended up doing is when I, it became the catalyst, when I hit the rock bottom on that, it was the catalyst. It served me in this amazing way. And that it made me ask the question, truly, from a point of, you know, like things that really matter, like life and death, you know, how, how can people live happy? How can we have a great life experience if we have all this stuff, you know, and not just from this law. So I didn't come, I think it's important, you know, that I never to know that, you know, I'm not ever coming from this la la 
land, airy fairy, like, you know, I think we should just all be really happy and, (laughs) you know, and just have a good time. It's like, no, honest to God, how do we do this life in a way that feels really, really good? And so you can see in my, as my story moved forward, I thought, okay, I looked out and asked the question, how can we be happy? How can we healthy and free? And it was like, okay, it looks like us achieving goals, you know, making things happen. That's what's going to do it. So I need to just do really, really good at building things and making good things happen. So I did that without ever asking the question that I found after I climbed the mountain of doom (laughs) because I built all these things and went, wait, I'm like something's still off. Like I, I feel much better than I used to, but this is really crazy because this didn't nail it. So it finally brought me to the next phase, which was, you know, how can we create, build, do all these things and be fulfilled? What, how does this work? And so from there it moved into for the first time, what do I love? You know, like the, who am I questions came up Mm -hmm. truly, you know? And so anyway, I know that's kind of a tangent, but it just made me think of that, you know, this idea of we're all pursuing all these wonderful things and we have, and just how critical it is that it, to know that it's possible, that it's all possible. All the good things are all possible, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget about, especially entrepreneurs. When we're looking at mentors online, we see our mentors having $16 million a year. Yeah. And I've seen the hate comments that go on Facebook ads. Well, it's easy to be rich when you when ah. you come from money. I mean, one of my mentors is Brendan Burchard. His oh, parents made a com- combined 40000 a year. I mean, they they had their furnace break. This is one of his childhood memories. He shares it all the time on his podcast. No, I've never talked to him. I'm working on that. Just putting it out there, okay? Yes. But, yeah. um, and, you know, the furnace broke. His parents didn't have the money to pay for it right then. So they got the camp cook stove out and they basically camped in the living room for a couple of weeks. There was definitely not an abundance of money. I mean, he went bankrupt. Tony Robbins went bankrupt. Um, oh, not yeah. to bring politics into it. Trump's gone bankrupt. I don't think Trump yeah. is happy. Just saying. But, you know, I would like to think that Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard are happy, but I think their success also looks a lot different than Trump. I know. I I know. I agree. And I think you're nailing that so well, because it is, again, it's that, you know, looking in versus out. And it's, and I love, I'm with you. I, one of my favorite things to do when I was going through some of the hardest times, you know, as I was trying to pull forward in life, I'm. I would read people's biographies, people that I admired, because what I found was it's like I wasn't reading necessarily the inspirational books. I read those too, but, but I was reading their bios, just their, the matter of fact, like this is, this was their life. This is what they did in this year. This is what they did in that year. This is what they experienced in their family. Like, and I found that just all the people that I admired had had tons of life happen, you know, and it made me feel very like we're we're all on the same level in this beautiful way. You know, the hierarchy of, of existence is, is very illusionary that we all laugh. We all cry, you know, we all, we're the same. And it's like, we have our unique abilities that, that end up ultimately serving all we can, we serve each other so amazingly as, uh, as humans. It's like, I love, love how we do life but we're all the same. And it made me really know that, that, that I wasn't crazy or a fool for thinking 
that things could be look really one way and someday look and feel very differently, you know, like cooking on the stove, (laughs) you know, with no electric. Yes. Electricity to, you know, how wonderful he is doing today. And we had a day that our water was turned off because we didn't have money to pay the bill. And on that day, it snowed. So my husband told our boys, go pee in the backyard. You can do that. Mom can't. But when you come in, bring snow in and put it in the toilet. (laughs) Because then mom doesn't have to go and crouch in the backyard. Well, our water was back on within a day. And that's, I mean, we were laughing about it on that day because we weren't, you know, about it. My husband is an independent video game developer and designer. And he was shocked when we got together and he found Ah. out that I had... World of Warcraft on my computer. I don't think I've <laughs> ever admitted that on this podcast before. I love it. <laughs> but I did have that on the computer, but it's had me thinking a lot over my journey. And there's, if you're a gamer, and especially WoW, there's a level number and then whatever race you are. So let's just say you're human. Level zero human, that's when you come into the game. At this point in my human journey, I would mm-hmm. like to say that in order to get to level one, I need to be happy. It's not about the material possessions. It's not about own, um, you know, how many friends I have, but am I happy? That's what will make me a level one human. And I don't know what level two would be because I would love to say health, but there are extremely happy, quote, successful people who maybe don't have the health and it's not their fault necessarily, but it's just not there. So personally, I see level zero and level one. And I would like to think I'm at level one today. Tomorrow I might not be having a, a three cups of coffee happy day. <laughs> we'll see what tomorrow brings. But today I'm a level it. one human and I don't, yes, more money in the account would be awesome, but that's not going to take me to level two. And I want listeners to think about, you know, is there a level two or is it happiness and whatever else, else there is? Erica, what defines success for you at this point? Success for me is having that, exactly what you just said, that having the internal fulfillment where I'm able to, where I'm engaging and enjoying my life as it comes. And, you know, I do have, I don't think that it's mutually exclusive to, you know, because I've said this and had, you know, and had these questions come up where sometimes we think, okay, if I want to be happy on the inside and fulfilled. And if that's my, that's my focus, then I'm going to have to forgo somehow all of my, you know, external desires or goals. And it's, and you've already nailed it, that it's never been about the material. It's been about honoring our, you know, my truest self, my authentic self. And as I honor who I really am and really embrace all of it, I swear to God, everything else that it's like everything else is overflow. You know, I appreciate all the material, big or little, you know, old or new. It's like it comes from a place that's real, you know, and my engagement with whatever the thing is, is fulfilling because I'm in a fulfilling state internally. So it makes the, you know, and it's like if I have goals of there's certain things I'd like to to be a part of building and creating and, you know, with schools and whatnot in the future, just, in, you know, just, you know, we have our different dreams and stuff. And I can see how, you know, a lot of money's flowing my way for these things. And it's, but it's not, a, it's not strife, you know, and it's not, that's not, my focus isn't on how do I get the money? It's just on how can I show up every day as 
authentically as possible and really embrace this life. And from that success is just inherent, you know, we're inherently successful in that way. Like that's, that's my success because of that is, as we've already talked about when I step outside of that place and I start creating based on the expectations or insecurities from myself or things that I think other people think I need to be, I start building things that, that I don't have the strength or the wherewithal to pursue in a way that's really useful because I'm exhausted when I'm working out of, you know, working not from that, that real good place inside of me. I just work and build things and go, Oh, I hate this. And I'm not as fun to be around. I'm not, it's just, I, it's, I'm a wreck, you know? (laughs) Yes. I feel that. Yeah. It's just like, I gotta, you know, take it from, from there. It's like really the success is in the moment. And honestly, everything else becomes a lot less stressful. What is one material win, like material object win, and one non-material win that if you heard that you got them today, would just make your day? Oh, a material win that if I got it today, oh, that's really good. Well, my son is too little to listen to trampolines, but or to listen to podcasts, but what immediately came to mind is there is a trampoline that I know that he would love that I want to get him for his birthday. And so (laughs) if that dropped in today, I would be so excited because I'm getting that. And I mean, he would just be over the roof with it. (laughs) I think you just inspired Santa. I did. (laughs) Santa, are you listening? I think he is. We need need one of those to burn out children. Santa baby, please put one of those in our backyard. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's true. I think I think he will. I don't know. We, I think you and I both have a, a strong connection with Santa. So yeah, we can send him a send him a note. <laughs> yes, we, we just need a way to burn out some of that extra energy. I don't care if it's snowing outside. Santa, if you put that in our backyard, those kids will be getting in their snowsuits and bouncing. <laughs> I love that. So what about no. a non-material win? Well, a non-material win is when I can have something that feels uncomfortable come up, like a feeling of whether it's, you know, whether it's anxiety feeling or fear or whatever, just one of the emotions that isn't like the yay. When one of those comes up, my greatest wins these days is when those come up and I'm able to just be okay with that. Like allow myself to feel things that, you know, if I'm feeling you know, sad or whatever is going on, just to allow that without judging myself, without saying I shouldn't like you're talking about shitting on ourselves, you know, not judging how I feel and just allowing that that's been some wonderful success, internal success that's happened and that I really see when it happens. And I, and I just, and I, every time I've, I can't stop being grateful for it because I recognize it so clearly when it's happening, it's like, wow, I'm able to have really uncomfortable emotions come up and I'm really okay with that. I don't have to fight them off. I don't need to run. I don't need to make them stop. I'm really okay with that. And they, they pass through so differently. It's almost like the difference between if a wave is coming, you know, in the ocean when waves are coming and the difference between if we turn toward the wave and just dive into it and just shoot, just kind of dive right in through it 
it's just kind of very fluid versus what the, if a wave's coming and we go, ah, and we like turn our back to it and it, and it knocks us down and we roll through the sand, <laughs> you know, and it's like, ah, that wave knocked me down. Um, I feel like that's my big win internally where it's like, if something uncomfortable comes up today, I'm, I just, I can just, I'm not afraid. I just dive. I move toward it. I'm okay. I feel like that's just completely liberated me. I have nothing to run from. I don't know. Oh, I <laughs> Does love that. Make that. Sense? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the biggest gift that we can give ourselves is grace. Totally. Yeah. Huge. So my, my biggest, I just had to share, this is my material thing. I would love LASIK just putting it out there so that I can. Oh yeah. 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 Because my kids walk off with my glasses and I am blind as a bat without <laughs> my glasses. And if I don't like, Oh, Listeners, if you can relate to this, like, just let me know. I have a habit of picking up the wrong contact solution bottle and putting it into my container. And then I put my contacts on my eyes the next day. And it's like, holy heck, that is burning. I Okay, this this pair is gone. So that's my material thing. And my non-material, I want to give myself more sleep. Because I've been pushing too hard again. And I do that way too much. And I know that might sound selfish. But when, like last night, I was just beat. And I didn't feel great at like 6.30. And at 7, I climbed into bed. Thankfully, I have an amazing husband who I don't want to say allow because that sounds like he wouldn't allow me. He's like, just go to bed. Supports. Yeah, supports me. Supports you you in your sleep. Yeah, he's like, you have a lot to do. And if you're not feeling well and you keep on pushing, you're not going to be able to do it. So go to bed. So I went to bed at seven last night and I didn't get out of bed until eight o'clock this morning, which is Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So just giving ourselves the grace to recognize when we're exhausted and not feel like we need to keep on pushing ourselves because pushing ourselves will, I mean, that's pushing ourselves up Mount Doom. It is. It creates more exhaustion. It's ironic. No, I love that. Yes. With you. What are you most excited about in your business right now? And where can listeners find more about it? Let's see. I am most excited about, oh gosh, there's so many things. I Okay. The thing I'm most excited about, well, you can find it on ericainspired.com is probably our easiest way. I have developed an aspect of the company for uh, publishing and PR for people that have a passion to create more and need help with that. And I think that is something I'm so excited about because I just know, like, I know you relate, um, but just as somebody that, you know, has things that they want to share and be useful with and, and just add something good to the world, sometimes packaging and creating it and getting it out there can be like, I don't know, at least for me, I, <laughs> that's where I wanted to quit. <laughs> like, yeah, I was sitting here thinking, you know, when you said, oh. I know you can relate, I was like, wait a second, are you talking to me? Because it sounds like you're talking to me. Yeah. yeah. Any those of us that want to get something out there, we're like, oh, gosh, I need help. Like, it's so crazy, you know, so. I, I just feel like that's really that's really fun for me right now, and uh, I'm really excited about it. So yes, that <laughs> amazing. Well, listeners, I want you to know that if you're trying not to burn dinner, if you're trying not to fly off, that would be what I would do: fall off the elliptical or just be safe driving. You can get the links in the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp five. Five zero. I'm still just like blown away. I can't believe I made it to 550 considering Erica, I started knitting a sweater for my husband in 2010 and I have not yet finished it yet. 
<laughs> but I made I it through that. 550 episodes of the podcast. Maybe I should see oh. if I can knit and podcast at the same time. Oh my gosh. I think you should try at least once. <laughs> yeah. But it would be like that ching, ching, ching all through the episode. Maybe that's not such a good idea, but yeah. No. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I love it. That's totally, isn't that life? There we go. The journey. I love how you do life, Kim. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's never a dull moment around here. <laughs> Including this episode, and I've had so much fun. So I want to thank you so much for coming on today. And listeners, again, I want you to share this episode. That's like the best present for me. And it's the best present for Erica, because your support will help get our messages spread more. And I know Erica's message has, like, it needs to be shared. No more climbing Mount Doom. Let's let's be happy. And yeah, so thank you so much. But Erica, thank you so much. I have enjoyed every single second of this. And I'd love to know if you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners. Well, first, I want to say, Kim, happy 40 and fabulous I, before I say the last piece, because I am, I am so excited. I'm nearing 40 also, and I feel like that is just golden. So yay. <laughs> okay, before you day. go any further, then I have to ask you, were your 30s better than your 20s? Because I know mine definitely were. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. I feel like every year is better and better, <laughs> actually. <laughs> so for our millennial listeners, like- <laughs> you do not need to be scared. It only gets better it only gets better. It's true. I, oh, I like that messaging. It's true. It's like wonderful thing to know. I know. I wish people would have said that to us. It only gets better. <laughs> no kidding. Um, Seriously. I think that's our right? mission for parentpreneurs. We need to start with our kids and go right there. It it's only true. gets better kids. It only gets better. What a beautiful focus there. Yeah. I think the just a piece of parting advice is that I think that giving yourself the opportunity to take a breath and let yourself be wherever you are, you will find that everything is so much less complicated than it might feel. And so it's a true present time thing where the minute we just give ourselves enough room to sit down, take a breath and look in versus looking out. I just know from personal experience, we can find every awesome answer that we've been looking for. And you will know the next steps that you are the teacher, you are the student, we are all those things. And together we do serve each other for our greatest good. And I'm totally grateful to be on this with you, Kim. Thank you for having me. You are a total joy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. (laughs) 